If you're not reaching your financial potential, you're going it alone as a solopreneur, or you're lacking fulfillment and meaning in your life, then this podcast is for you. In each and every episode, Rock helps you create breakthroughs and results so you can live life on your terms. So get ready to unleash more money, time, and magic in your life. Here's your host, Rock Thomas. Hey, if you've been following me long enough, then you know that I am the founder of many mastermind groups, including M1. But what does that actually mean for you? Well, it means that there's a group of over 400 people out there that are are high achievers. They're from all over the world, walking different paths, but they're sharing in the principles and the practices of success, holding each other accountable and urging each other through positive peer pressure to take their life and business to greater heights. I'm so proud of the 75 whole life millionaires that I've created, the lives I've transformed, the people I've helped lose weight, quit smoking, stop drinking, and get into the best shape of their life. In fact, I've even helped people meet the love of their life. When you get into a curated group of people that want more out of life, it's so much easier for you to get more out of life. So if you're serious about getting out of your own way and creating a life you're excited about, then get on a call with one of my team members at rockthomas.com forward slash VIP call and get started today. My next guest is the host of the global top 100 podcast called Humans 2.0, featured by Forbes, NASDAQ, and Yahoo Finance as the top 21 growing podcast that you must listen to in 2019. Mark's show has been listened to for over four million times and features the greatest leaders of our time and frequently converses with billionaires, professional athletes, Pulitzer Prize winning journalists and New York Times bestselling authors exploring today's dynamic of the human experience in the modern technological times of 2019. Mark delivers effective talks, workshops and keynote centers around human potential, mindset, social anxiety, transformation and using podcasting as a business and has spoken alongside Olympic athletes as well. And so, Mark Metry, we're excited to have you here representing the millennials and letting them know what it's like to go from where you are today, where you want to go. So welcome to the show. Rock, thank you so much for having me on. And I, I don't mean to correct you, but believe it or not, I'm not actually a millennial. I'm a Gen Z. I'm 21. Uh, you are a Gen even... Z. You, you, look at, you look at least 25, dude, with all that facial hair. Yeah, I got to shave soon. I'm, uh, I'm getting there. I'm turning 21 next month. So it's so uh, really interesting. What's the difference for you between millennial and, and your gen, if you call it that? What would you say are some of the differences? Yeah, well, I think the main difference is that, you know, we basically grew up with technology, especially smartphones being sort of an extension of us. And I actually think it, you know, makes things easier a lot for us in the sense of, you know, if you were on the older side of being a millennial, or even if you're past that, there's kind of like this learning curve, but a lot of these kids these days and, and people in Gen Z, they had this as part of their extension. And then if they're smart about it, they can use that to their advantage and like really, really use that and grow online. So I think that's a big one. So let's start right there. Um, you know that the, the podcast is the I Am Movement. It's about de- the way we've been defined by our environment, by the people around us. You know, you'll never amount to much. You're lazy, you're a procrastinator. You know, you're a millennial, you're Gen Z. These labels have been given to us and we expect to behave a certain way. But what I found most of the time is they're limiting. 
So what yeah. you're saying is you guys are very nimble when it comes to technology and mm -hmm. other people may perceive it as a harder learning curve. What are some of the things that have defined you and some of the things maybe that defined you negatively that you've overcome if, if you have any in the top of mind? Yeah, absolutely, Rock Guy. First off, I, I love what you said there. And for me, when I look back at my life, you know, sort of like the main cards that I was dealt with was uh, having some health issues as a kid that made me feel like I had really low energy. I didn't really sleep well, which in turn affected a lot of how I, you know, sort of became socially conditioned. I ended up going to school out in a small town, 5,000 people. It was basically an all white town faced a, a decent amount of discrimination, bullying, racism, and a lot of that stuff got in my psychology and I had really, really, really severe social anxiety. I'm talking like when I was 18, I couldn't even make direct eye contact with somebody. And so what I began to do, Rock, is as I became consciously aware of this, I began to just, you know, consume uh, content online, consume your goal cast videos, started reading, you know, the classical books like Think and Grow Rich. And I just began to understand that I need to ultimately destroy this fear because I began to project out in the future. And I was like, man, if I'm 18 years old right now and I can't even talk to somebody in 12 years from now, I'm going to be one of those 30-year-olds that's, you know, sitting in a cubicle, not doing what he wants, can't even talk to people, doesn't have any friends. And so with that sort of mission in mind, I was just like a, a bat out of hell. I began to like try out different forms of uh, like exposure therapy to myself. And then, you know, eventually it led me to, you know, this point today where I have my own podcast, that's brought me a lot of opportunities, like speaking in front of a thousand people. And I would never, ever dream from that being, you know, just a fairly short while ago, somebody who couldn't even talk to people. And yeah, that for me is like the main sort of, you know, card that I was dealt in life. And it's a blessing today when I look at it. So congrats for coming through that. But I want to unpack that just a little bit because you went yeah. over it. Is, so what were you telling yourself as you had the experiences and you had the social anxiety, you were having an inner narrative. Tell us a little bit what that was. Yeah, that's a phenomenal question, Rock. This, this is why it's so great to have you interview me. Um, so I remember when I was a kid and I would walk into a classroom, everybody physically would look different from me. I was maybe about me and maybe, you know, one or two other people that were not white. And so looking back at that now, Every time I walked into a classroom, every time I walked into a room, even when it wasn't in the school, my mind would instantly start telling me, Mark, you don't belong here. Nobody like here looks like you. You got to get out. You're not going to be accepted. You're not going to have any friends. These people don't want to talk to you. And so that was like the unconscious narrative that was very, very much at the bottom of my mindset. And so was since it, I was, I am different. It was, um, no, because I think that the I am different is a little bit more, uh, I think that can be a little bit more empowering. Mm -hmm. For me, I find it's, uh, it was very much difficult. So it was, I am weird. I am the outcast. I am e Egyptian. Everyone there was white. I am, um, you know, different. Um, you know, and it's funny because like, I remember being totally ashamed of who I was and where I was coming from. And I would never tell people that I was actually Egyptian and I would just try to get on by. I wanted to sort of be a number. I wanted to fade in the background. I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want anybody to know my voice. I didn't want anybody to know my story. Must have been terrifying. Dude, I lived it for like a solid decade. And, you know, looking back at that now, I don't know how I did it. 
but you know, it actually, it put me sort of like in this mental prison of the mind for like a solid decade. And when I got out of it, when I started meditating, when I started talking with people, when I started doing deep relationships, getting healthy, exercising, man, it felt like my mind was just completely liberated. And obviously I still face my own challenges and struggles today, but it like, there is no comparison. Like I, you know, to tell you the truth, like I don't usually talk about this, but you know, there was a time where I was about like seven months into my self-development journey. And I went for a walk outside with my friend and we stepped outside. The sun was glistening. I looked up, I saw the leaves on the tree and it felt like my vision completely shifted, like visually speaking. And I began to dive into like a little bit of the science and the research and I'm no expert, but they've actually found that when you're depressed, your serotonin receptors are down-regulated. And that has been proven to show that your vision kind of looks more black and white. It's dreary. And once you kick those up, life looks more vibrant. And I literally faced that and I'm never going to forget that day. And, you know, it's because of that I started my podcast because I'm like, if somebody like me, who I thought I was a loser, who thought I was a shy nerd, whatever it is, is now able to do this, imagine how many more millions, if not, I don't know, a billion people could hear this message of empowerment of not, you know, me being some kind of an expert, but me just being an average guy that did this and, and so can you. And so that's what I've been trying to do here, man. Well, thanks for sharing that part, man. That's, that's deep and that's really valuable. You know, when my goal cast came out is now being seen by almost a hundred million people, we received tens of thousands of messages and along the lines of what you struggled with and I struggled with, there are literally now confirmed by me, you know, probably a hundred million people that have all in some shape, form or another had a label that they either got from a parent or a loved person or a close person or put on themselves because they just felt weird or different or something. And they had to find a way to figure out who they were in the world. But at the same time, you know, Brenny Brown talks about this desire. We all want to belong. We want to matter and we want to connect. But there's this huge fear that, you know, we can't, we're not good enough for that. And we create our own internal prison, like you said. So, mm. so let's go forward now. Mm. And who are you today, Mark? It's a great question, Rock. So, you know, I could tell you a thousand different things about what I do on a day-to-day basis, but at the end of the day, I'm just somebody who wakes up every morning and knows that they can live in the pursuit of their full potential with happiness and with fulfillment. You know, at times I, I get stressed, but, you know, and in terms of how I keep myself busy, I run an organization called uh, Metamorphosis that's centered around mental wellness and integrating technology to bring solutions. I'm a co-founding member of a nonprofit that helps bring uh, VC funding to countries that don't have access to it or people that don't necessarily have money to it. Uh, I run a marketing agency. And then honestly, for the rest of it, other than, you know, having fun, I get to talk to some of the world's greatest people, people that are impacting the lives of billions of people, people that have, you know, that are inventors that have been on Nobel Peace Prize, that are professional athletes that have come from, you know, such extreme uh, senses of lives. And I try to take their stories. I try to take their perspectives and put it up on my platform and, you know, let people know that they are also human too, man. Like I think a, a big thing to go on a quick aside here is, when I got in and 
the reason why I felt like I had all these labels on me and, and I was different was because I, I didn't see any successful people talking about their struggles. I would see a successful person on TV or on the radio saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm super great. I did this and I did that. But they would never be like, oh yeah, and, and sometimes I get anxious too, or I struggled yesterday or whatever that is. And so I'm really trying to push that message out there because, you know, for me, Rock, when I look back at it now, a cognitive switch that I got that like slowly began to remove me out of these labels was when I heard Steve Jobs say, the moment you realize that everything that you see around you was made by people that were no smarter than you and you can change that, that began the complete shift because it's like when I was in my mental prison, I would always be like, oh, wow, that person must be so awesome. And like, I suck over here and I'm like that. But I think the more struggles and just honesty that we can share, especially as successful people, the better. So that's what I try to do every day, man. I get it, man. It's the Roger Bannister, right? Is he the guy broke the four minute mile and then the next year, 33 people did it. It's a social proof. It's like, if Mark can do it, then I can do it. And that's the part that I, I think is lacking is because we suffer from a disease of wanting to look good. So mm. there's all these people walking around pretending to look good. And you're really only as sick as your secrets. The way that we actually connect Mark is by you and me being vulnerable. Mm. And saying, Absolutely. you know, here's where I'm struggling. Can you help me? And how many of us want to help other people, right? If somebody asked for your help, you'd help them, wouldn't you? Yeah, 100%. And then you'd connect with them and they'd connect with you. So we walk around like, oh, yeah, hey, how's it going? Good, man. You? Yeah, awesome, man. Good. <laughs> Rock and roll, baby. You know? So, well, so yeah. conversations like this, I think, hopefully can encourage some people to open up. Now, in my book, Your Epic Life Blueprint, I talk about the top 10 rules of success. I have some rules in there that, that have really helped build my life. I don't know if you had a chance to review any of them, but one of them is focused energy. I think that's something that, um, that is important to you. Do you want to expand on that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me and, and my personal thoughts on it are, you know, I began to realize that energy was super, super important when I began to eat healthy, sleep well, exercise, do all the mental wellness things like meditate for the first time. Because I realized that, you know, to simply put it, the more energy that you have access to, the more dimensions that you can see in front of yourself sort of unfold throughout the rest of the day, right? If you're too busy, you know, not moving your body, if you haven't slept right, if you're eating a ton of, you know, crappy food that you're just picking up and, and eating it on the go, by the time like, you know, 3 p.m. rolls down and let's say you have some kind of mental fog or you get that crash, do you really think that you would take advantage of an opportunity that would potentially still be right in front of your face all because of your own energy? And so for me, having almost no energy as a kid and I all of a sudden I got this energy, that was a major, major unlock that I have. And it really began, and I, especially, I think this is super important for Gen Z, and I don't think a lot of people talk about this. It's so important to take care of your, of your physiology for energy. And I mean that in the sense of like, you know, um, you know for, for you more experienced, older folks, you know, you guys grew up. Hey, you're, hey easy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> experienced <laughs> humans. <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. Experience is, is, is so key. And, you know, you guys ate, you know, food from whatever your, 
your parents cooked yeah. up, your grandmother cooked up, right? Like things were relatively, you know, healthy depending on the kind of household. But now it's like, I, I think with Gen Z, a lot of different kinds of uh, foods and snacks are being offered everywhere. Like every single place you go, you can get anything delivered. And, you know, I don't think it's very good. And so, you know, for somebody like myself, even though I'm young, I struggled from a lot of, you know, different kinds of health issues. And in turn, I was, you know, medicated for them. And it wasn't until I began to really prioritize my energy and really get healthy to the point where I was able to go to my doctor and they ran all the tests and they were like, dude, you're totally good. Whatever you did, keep doing it because, you know, you're symptom free now. And I've been on that track ever since, man. And it's just like, other than, you know, aligning yourself with your, with your mission, waking up and being connected and having that presence, I think physiolo physiology is super, super important, especially in 2019, where uh, a lot of the modern conveniences can really make us fall into the illusion that you can just sit around and, and be lazy and not move around all day. You, you know, know, that's really enlightened for you at your age to, to have that awareness. And I guess because you went through what you went through, you, you know, you had that experience. Pain often breeds a new decision, right? And people that make good, healthy choices, it's sometimes not because they have to, it's because they, they want to, it's because they had to, because their body gave them feedback and said, if you keep on putting that shit in my, in my, in my body, I'm going to reject you. But mm -hmm. here's the thing I learned is that just because it uh, seems normal, it's not natural. Just the mm -hmm. fact that people go to McDonald's two and a half times a week in North America doesn't mean it's normal. But a lot of people, oh, well, if John's doing it, I'll do it. People don't know what you know, that 50% of your energy is in digesting food. People mm -hmm. don't know that you should just be putting 70% live foods in your body. So they end up being tired and they think it's normal to have a Red Bull at three in the afternoon. It's normal to have, you know, four cups of coffee all day long. So oh, I always say to people, energy is the edge. Mm -hmm. And if you can vibrate at a high level of energy, like my mentor, Tony Robbins, you can get so much more done. You have access to opportunities. And like you said, when an opportunity comes walking by you, you have the energy to seize it versus the other person's like, when you're down and discouraged and tired, even if there's something great happening, sometimes you're like, ah, I'm not in the mood. Hey, you want to go for a run? Ah, I'm not in the mood. Yeah. It could be with a really cool person and learn something and to have a great experience, but you didn't manage your energy properly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you could, you know, be a billionaire and, you know, have a hand, have a mansion, throw a party with a ton of your good friends. But, you know, you could have like a, a sore throat or your foot could be hurting and like you won't enjoy that experience yeah. for the most part, even if you have this success and all these other great dimensions in life. Yeah, yeah. I just saw the movie with uh, John Lennon and uh, he threw some big parties in his own house, but he wasn't able to manage his physiology. So everybody was enjoying his mansion and his riches while he is sitting in a chair in his room, you know, passed out. So that's a good example. All right, one more rule. Rule number nine is nothing has meaning but the meaning you give it. How Ooh. good are you at assigning meanings to things in your life? When things go wrong, things go sideways, can you turn things around? Is that a muscle you're conscious of? I think it's been an interesting uh, dynamic with me. So I'll tell you, Rock, what I do. So when I you know, maybe get the news or I get you know, something, something happens, uh, what I'll do immediately is I'll just sort of give myself five minutes to think about it. If it's something that sucks, I'll, I'll feel 
you know, sucky. If I, if I, you know, if it makes me pissed off, I'll feel pissed off. And then from that point on, I, I just pull out a piece of paper and I just write it down because I know that one of my mentors taught me that fear has no place on paper. And so when you write on a piece of paper, it gives you a lot more perspective and it can kind of go from like, oh my God, life is about to end to like, okay, this may not be so bad. And then once I think it's been sort of de-escalated the, the conflict and it goes from that emergency to sort of like, okay, this is a, a conflict and life is full of conflicts. Then I think it goes to, you know, so I used to at first say like, why did this happen to me or how can this fit in my life? But what I first began to do is I began to say, what can I do about this? And I realized that if I can figure out what I can do before, like I can fit in, why is this happening to me? I can get a much better handle on it. And it kind of seems like I'm not necessarily just throwing things up in the air, but I actually have like a structured ordered plan to follow. And then from that point, then that's where I sort of think in longer macro terms of like, man, well, I know that, you know, if this thing is not going to matter in five years, then I probably shouldn't spend more than five minutes, you know, getting pissed off about it. And so meaning is, you know, in terms of impregnating meaning into anything, I think, um, you know, like there's a quote, humans are meaning making machines. And if you can take that event and, you know, make it meaningful as, you know, a catalyst for action or a catalyst for change in you and your own life, I think that's awesome. And like, you know, I think one of the greatest things about adversity is that it forces you to make a decision. Like, I think as humans, a lot of the times we're walking around, we don't really want to be decisive about anything. But then when something actually happens, something really happens, it forces you to make a decision. And I think that decision goes into, you know, am I going to make this meaningfully great for me to then set my life up for success? Or am I about to fall into an even deeper hole of my hell? And kind of like going back to what I told you at the beginning of like, if I don't beat this fear today in 12 years, I'm going to be a 30 year old that, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so I think that's uh, that's phenomenal. How do you think about that? I'm curious. Very similar. I believe that you have two choices is empowerment or disempowerment. So when something comes along, then you either become disempowered or empowered by it. The flight is delayed, you know, your fender bender, the car doesn't start, flat tire. Nothing is meaning but the meaning you give it. I like what you said, that adversity forces a new decision. Mm. And the amygdala, that part of our brain that protects us, is, is very decision adverse because it wants to keep you from something unknown. So I really like that statement. So if you're listening to this, this is Mark saying adversity forces you to make a decision and welcome that because the hero's journey is about making those decisions that are difficult. There's no hero in an easy path. So good for you. All right. As we're wrapping this up, a book that you love and why? Probably my favorite book right now is When Things Fall Apart by Panic Chowdhury. And it's a really, really great book because you know, I, I think it's definitely a must read for anybody, even if you haven't necessarily faced some extreme, really bad time scenario. It is an amazing book to teach you sort of how to talk to yourself and how to talk to yourself with respect, even in the moments when things literally seem like they're falling apart. Mm -hmm. It's been a massive, massive help for me. And 
you know, one thing real quick that I got out of it that I found really, really beneficial is, you know, sometimes I'll find myself engaging at times in some sort of negative self-talk. And one of those tricks that book teaches you, and it's a more well-known trick now, but it's, you know, just pause and just pretend that you're talking to your best friend like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I have, you know, like, that's my best friend for a reason. Why would I talk to him like that? And it's just like that little like cognitive snap can make you be like, oh, wow. And you sort of like, oh, wake up. And you like, you realize that your mind just played this like little trick on you. And so that's a really powerful book for, and those are one of the reasons. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Inside Out by Disney? Oh yeah. One of my favorite movies. <laughs> I mean, that's really sums it up for me is who, who your voice is your choice. And if you're going to give the voice to sadness or to anger or to disgust or to shame, then you're giving the cockpit of your mind to that person. So the habit and the rituals we do is about giving your voice to the voice of gratitude or grace or empowerment or playfulness. And then they've got the controls And then what I teach my students is that each one of those say playful. Well, what's the dialogue playful has? Hey, this is fun. What are we going to learn over here? That looks really cool. Let's try this. Let's jump up and down. Yeah, we had a fender bender, but let's jump up and down anyway, because this could be really cool. We could have been even worse. So whose voice are you going to give and what rituals and practices do you have? If people Mm. got up in the morning and they said, okay, for five minutes, I'm going to practice the voice of gratitude. Five minutes are going to practice the voice of unstoppable. You know, nothing can stop me when I'm completely convinced that this is my mission. I'm creative and I'm passionate. Let's go. So if you give the voice exercises, when the shit goes down, you can call on that voice by choice is the way I look at it. Instead of being a victim and going, oh, sadness is taking over. Oh, you know, discouragement is taking over. Oh, depression is taking over. And if you give them, if you give them stage, they will give you a dialogue. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think the super important thing about that rock is like, I think somebody may hear that and may be like, who cares if I'm sad or if I'm happy, but it's like, no, 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 no. If you go back to something that we said in the last answer, if you're not positive, if you're not, you know, if you don't have your mind open, the part of your brain that detects opportunities literally shuts down. And it's like, it becomes ROI positive to be in that state. So I absolutely love that rock. Well, fun. We could talk all day long, but we're going to wrap this session up because Gen Z doesn't like to listen to stuff for more than about half an hour. So we're going to respect those young, exciting individuals. And where can people get hold of you, Mark? Yeah. So I'd say I'm the most active on LinkedIn and Instagram. Just uh, feel free to message me. My name is uh, Mark Metry, M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y. All right. Awesome. So thanks again. I appreciate it. And um, you're a great inspiration to people in your time zone. Uh, 21, right? 21, man. 21. (laughs) A lot of intelligence in your brain for a young age. Thanks for joining us today. So that's it for today's episode of Rock Your Money, Rock Your Life. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week who posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to be Rock's private VIP mastermind guest. Then head on over to rockyourmoneyrockyourlife.com and pick up a copy of Rock's free gift so you too can reach your financial potential, enjoy extraordinary success, and live the life you've imagined. Join us on the next episode.